0: section two of the national geographic magazine volume eight june eighteen ninety seven this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by larry wilson the national forest reserves by frederick h newell chief Hydrographer. United States Geological Survey. Recent discussions in Congress regarding forest reservations have drawn public attention to matters relating to forestry, and many questions are being asked as to the nature, location, and purpose of our forest reservations. To answer these and similar questions, it is necessary to have clearly in mind some fundamental facts concerning the geography of the country, with its resources and possibilities of development, especially in the portion west of the Great Plains. The fact first in importance, and one that even in our own country needs to be strongly emphasized, is that the people of the United States, collectively as a nation, are still among the great landowners of the world. In the eastern half of the country, nearly all of the land formerly at the disposal of the national government has been disposed of but in the western half the reverse is the case fully two-thirds of the land surface is still open to settlement under the homestead and similar acts and with slight limitations is free to all citizens in many of the states within this western half of the country less than one-fourth of the lands are subject to taxation the great bulk being held by the national government for example in nevada less than four percent of the land surface has been disposed of, and about 1% has been reserved, over 95% being still vacant. In Idaho, less than 7% has been disposed of, and about 4% reserved, a little over 89% being vacant. Similar conditions prevail to a somewhat less degree as regards the extent of public land in Wyoming, Utah, Montana, Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado while the great state of California, with its comparatively dense population, over one-half of the area is vacant, the proportion at Oregon being still larger, and in Washington a trifle less. In the Dakotas, the western half, excepting a small area around the Black Hills, may be considered as almost uninhabited, and the same may be said of the western third of Nebraska, excepting along the Platte River it is not due to any lack of fertility that so much land is still in the hands of the general government on the contrary the greater part of this area has on it soil far richer than that of the average farm lands of the east the one obstacle to its use lies in the scarcity or the irregularity of distribution of moisture as a rule it is arid and cannot be depended upon to produce crops each season unless artificially supplied with water it supports however a scanty vegetation except in a few relatively small spots where the drifting sands or the accumulations of earthy salts prevent the growth of the hardy desert plants many of these plants are valuable as forage and thus the public lands in their native condition are as a whole valuable for grazing it must not be supposed that the soil though fertile is everywhere adapted for agriculture even with irrigation the surface of the country is in places extremely rough the west being characterized by the great mountain masses of the continent many of the mountains rise to heights of ten thousand feet and over and on account of their altitude and precipitous slopes receive a larger amount of rain and snow than the broad lands of the adjacent valleys on the plateau and ranges especially at an altitude of seven thousand feet and upward where the moisture is sufficient the desert plants are replaced by larger growth and considerable areas of woodland and even of dense forests abound this is especially true in the country to the north and west of the main body of arid lands where the sierra nevada cascade and coast ranges are thickly clothed with forests among which are the groves of giant sequoias the largest of existing trees It has been estimated that in the aggregate, there are on the public lands lying within the arid and semi-arid portions of the western public land states over 75 million acres of forest and beside this over 118 million acres of land, upon which scattering trees suitable for firewood, fencing, or other farm purposes are to be found. The public land areas have in their forests vast potential values the ultimate realization of which is dependent however upon proper protection and conservation the first necessity of the pioneer in the west is water next to this grazing for his animals and then wood for fuel and for purposes of construction as settlement progresses the demand for wood increases more houses must be erected more fences built more fuel consumed and as mines are discovered and worked, wood in greater quantities is called for. The demand is ever-growing, and many industries are dependent for success upon the ability to obtain lumber, timber, or firewood at low prices. With the great distances between centers of population and the expense of transportation in our sparsely settled west, the utilization of many resources is closely connected with the ability to obtain the necessary wood nearby and with the relatively small areas of forest and the unfavourable conditions for rapid growth it becomes important to perpetuate the wooded areas so as to provide for the needs of the near future it is not alone however as furnishing a supply of material for industrial purposes that the forests have value there is a belief prevailing throughout the country that the water supply for irrigation is dependent to a certain extent in quantity and perhaps still more in continuity upon the preservation of the forests upon the headwaters of the streams without water the great arid west is worthless and not even mining can be carried on unless a moderate supply of water is available and as a matter of course stock raising is also impracticable unless water exists near the open range everything therefore that affects the supply of water in a land of drought must be looked upon with the keenest solicitude, not only by the inhabitants of the country, but by the owners of the land, the people of the United States. It would seem, therefore, as though every effort should be made to ascertain the extent, value, and influence of the forest, and to guard the perpetuity, the supplies of water and of wood. In order to obtain a clear conception of the relative extent of the woodland and forest of the West, the following table is inserted giving the area in acres of the seventeen western states and territories and also the extent of the forest the woodland and the treeless area there is also added a table showing the area of improved land in each of these political divisions in order to illustrate to what a small relative extent settlement has already progressed in this table the classification has been attempted between the land which bears forests in whole or in part and that where the conditions of soil and climate are such that only scattering wood is produced such a distinction must of course be arbitrary and crude but for the present discussion it serves to convey general ideas forest woodland treeless and improved areas in western public land states arizona land surface seventy two million two hundred sixty eight eight hundred acres forest ten million acres woodland eight million seven hundred thousand acres treeless fifty three million four hundred sixty four six hundred seventy two thousand acres improved one hundred four thousand one hundred twenty eight acres california land surface ninety nine million eight hundred twenty seven thousand two hundred acres forest acres. Woodland. 27,000,000 acres. Treeless. 42,604,361 acres. Improved. 12,222,839 acres. Colorado. Land surface. 66,332,800 acres. Forests. 10,600,000 10,600,000 acres. Woodland, 14,000,000 acres. Treeless, 39,909,280 acres. Improved, 1,823,520 acres. Idaho, Land Surface, 53,945,600 acres. Forest, acres Woodland 21,600,000 acres Treeless 20,939,238 acres Improved 606,362 acres Indian Territory Land surface 19,840,000 acres Forest, 8,000,000 acres. Woodland, 5,000,000 acres. Treeless, 6,840,000 acres. Improved, none. Kansas. Land surface, 52,288,000 acres. Forest, 4,000,000 acres. Woodland, none. Treeless, 25,984,000 699 acres Improved 22,303,301 acres Montana Land surface 92,998,400 acres Forest 17,000,000 acres Woodland 18,600,000 acres Treeless 56,482,883 acres Improved nine hundred fifteen thousand five hundred seventeen acres, Nebraska land surface forty nine million one hundred seventy seven thousand six hundred acres, forest one million five hundred thousand acres, woodland none, treeless thirty two million four hundred twenty nine thousand eight hundred ninety five acres, improved fifteen million two hundred forty seven thousand. 705 acres. Nevada. Land surface, 70,233,600 acres. Forest, 1,000,000 acres. Woodland, 5,300,000 acres. Treeless, 63,210,548 acres. Improved, 723,052 acres. New Mexico. Land surface, 78,374,400 acres. Forests, 4,700,000 acres. Woodland, 16,500,000 acres. Treeless, 56,911,294 acres. Improved, 263,106 acres. North Dakota. Land surface, 44,924,800 acres. Forest, 400,000 acres. Woodland, none. Treeless, 39,866,785 acres. Improved, 4,658,015 acres. Oklahoma, land surface, 24,851,200 acres. Forests 500,000 acres. Woodland, none. Treeless, 23,787,472 acres. Improved, 563,728 acres. Oregon Land surface, 60,518,400 acres. Forest, 20,600,000 acres. Woodland, 17,000,000 acres. Treeless, 19,402,400 acres. Improved, 3,516,000 acres. South Dakota. Land surface, 49,184,000 acres. Forest, 1,000,000 acres. Woodland, none. Treeless, 41,224,707 acres. Improved, 6,259,293 acres. Utah. Land surface, 52,601,600 acres. Forest, 8,400,000 acres. Woodland, 14,200,000 acres. Treeless, 29,453,377 acres. Improved, five hundred forty eight thousand two hundred twenty three acres. Washington land surface forty two million eight hundred three thousand two hundred acres. Forest twenty three million five hundred thousand acres. Woodland nine million acres treeless eight million four hundred eighty two thousand three hundred sixty eight million acres. Improved one million eight hundred twenty thousand eight hundred thirty two acres. Wyoming, land surface, 62,448,000 acres. Forest, 7,500,000 acres. Woodland, 10,000,000 acres. Treeless, 44,471,169 acres. Improved, 476,831 acres. Total, land surface, nine hundred ninety two million six hundred seventeen thousand six hundred acres percent one hundred forest one hundred forty seven million five hundred thousand acres fourteen point eighty six percent woodland one hundred sixty six million nine hundred thousand sixteen point eight one percent treeless six hundred five million four hundred sixty five thousand one hundred forty eight acres sixty one percent improved seventy two million seven hundred fifty two thousand four hundred fifty two acres seven point three three per cent the figures given in this table have been used in the construction of the following diagram which brings to the eye graphically the relative area of the different states and territories of the west and also the amount and proportion of the various classes of land the length of the horizontal bar opposite the name of each state and territory is made proportional to the area of this political division. Each bar is divided into three or four divisions, the open or white part being proportional to the extent of the treeless land, the cross-hatched portion proportional to the area of the woodland, and the solid black to that of the forest. To the right of this, in a few cases, notably in California, is given the relative extent of improved land. In some of the other states this is so small that it can scarcely be distinguished in the table and diagram the whole of each state and territory was considered but since from three to fifty percent or even more of the area of these states and territories has been disposed of the general public as the owners of the remainder are more immediately concerned with that part which is still vacant the following table gives the amount of vacant land in each of the fifteen states and territories kansas being omitted as having a very small area of public land while indian territory is not considered from the fact that all the land is at present reserved for the use of the indians there is also given in round numbers a classification of the vacant land into grazing or treeless woodland forest and desert to the right of this is appended a somewhat crude estimate as to the area that can be supplied with water for agricultural purposes assuming that all the available supply is utilized This assumption, of course, involves so many contingencies as regards conservation of floods, development of underground supplies, and other conditions that it is open to criticism, but nevertheless it may be useful as showing present opinions in the matter. Vacant Lands in the Western Public Land States Arizona, 85,908 square miles, 54,981,120 acres. Grazing 30 million acres, wood 3 million acres, forest 7 million acres, desert 15 million acres, water supply 2 million acres. California, 90,215 square miles, 57,737,600 acres, grazing 27 million acres, wood 5 million acres, forest 6 million acres, Desert, 19,000,000 acres. Water supply, 17,000,000 acres. Colorado, 66,934 square miles. 42,837,760 acres. Grazing, 30,000,000 acres. Wood, 7,000,000 acres. Forest, 6,000,000 acres. Desert, none. Water supply, 8,000,000 acres. Idaho, 75,099 square miles, 48,063,360 acres, grazing 19 million acres, wood 20 million acres, forest 8 million acres, desert none, water supply 5 million acres, Montana, 114,057 square miles, 72,996,480 acres. Grazing, 50 million acres. Wood, 13 million acres. Forest, 10 million acres. Desert, none. Water supply, 11 million acres. Nebraska, 17,186 square miles. 10,999,040 acres. Grazing, 11 million acres. Wood, none. Forest, none. Desert, none. Water supply, 2 million acres. Nevada, 104,571 square miles. 66,925,440 acres. Grazing, 42 million acres. Wood, 5 million acres. Forest, none. Desert, 20 million acres. Water supply, 2 million acres. New Mexico, 85,302 square miles. 54,593,280 acres. Grazing, 45 million acres. Wood, 8 million acres. Forest, 2 million acres. Desert, none. Water supply, 4 million acres. North Dakota. 33,090 square miles, 21,177,600 acres, grazing 21 million acres, wood, none, forest, none, desert, none, water supply, 1.5 million acres, Oklahoma, 15,213 square miles, 9,736,320 acres. Grazing, 9 million acres. Wood, none. Forest, none. Desert, none. Water supply, 1 million acres. Oregon, 55,887 square miles. 35,767,680 acres. Grazing, 17 million acres. Wood, 11 million acres. Forest, 9 million acres. Desert, none. Water supply, 3 million acres. South Dakota, 25,204 square miles. 16,130,560 acres. Grazing, 15 million acres. Wood, none. Forest, 1 million acres. Desert, none. Water supply, 100.5 million acres. Utah, 67,308 square miles. 43,077,120 acres. Grazing, 16 million acres. Wood, 11 million acres. Forest, 6 million acres. Desert, 10 million acres. Water supply, 4 million acres. Washington, 32,757 square miles, 20,964,480 acres. Grazing, 6 million acres. Wood, 5 million acres. Forest, 10 million acres. Desert, none. Water supply, 3 million acres. Wyoming, 83,644 square miles. 53,532,160 acres. Grazing, 36 million acres. Wood, 8 million acres. Forest, 5 million acres. Desert, 5 million acres. Water supply, 9 million acres. Totals, 952,375 square miles. 609,520,000 acres. Grazing, 374 million acres. Wood, 96 million acres. Forest, 70 million acres. Desert, 69 million acres. Water supply, 74 million acres. The following diagram has been prepared to show graphically the facts expressed by the figures in the foregoing table. By comparison with the preceding table and diagram, it will be seen that a considerable proportion of the forest areas has already passed out of the hands of the government but that in round numbers about seventy million still remain and though only about half of the whole extent of forest it is still a matter of great importance especially as nearly all of this is included within the boundaries of the arid region where wood and water have the highest value it is now generally accepted that only a small proportion of the fertile lands of the west can ever be irrigated owing to the inadequacy of the water supply such being the case it is obvious that much of the land has little or no value except as furnishing scanty grazing agricultural land values thus rest directly upon the ability to obtain water and as this is limited the great bulk of the area of the west must apparently always be devoted to pastoral purposes or to the growing of trees where the conditions are such that these will thrive The united states must therefore continue to be a great landowner unless the lands are disposed of wholesale to states or to corporations the unoccupied lands are now open furnishing free pasturage to all persons who have cattle horses sheep or goats and the woodlands are almost equally free to be cut and burned by settlers a few restrictions have been imposed with the intention of preventing the wholesale depredations of the forests by lumber companies, but these have in the main been ineffective. The great companies being able to cut almost without limit. The question may be asked: why should not the government allow every one to take what lumber he desires, as in the case of the mineral wealth, where mines, when found and operated, become the property of the discoverers, irrespective of their value? the radical difference between these two sources of wealth lies in provision for the future in the case of mining ordinarily no amount of foresight will increase the quantity of mineral available for the next generation but with the forests the reverse is the case it has been argued by men familiar with the subject that as matters are now proceeding the timber supply in many localities will be entirely destroyed within a half generation while with a moderate exercise of prudence the supplies may be made practically continuous guaranteeing the perpetuity of many industries as owners of the forests the people of the united states should from motives of prudence see that these resources are not wasted and still more as owners of vast tracts of land dependent for utilization to a greater or lesser degree upon the forests should they make most strenuous exertions to indefinitely preserve the latter. But it may further be asked whether any special steps need to be taken to preserve the forests. Will not the local and individual interests be sufficient to guard against waste? Theoretically, this may be possible, but the experience of mankind in the old world, and in this, has shown that individual and present profits are, as a rule, placed far above public and remote interests in other words while the farmer usually needs no interference or urging in maintaining the fertility of his wheat field and adopting methods that will secure the largest crop each year he does require some strong incentive to maintain forests or woodlands in which he is but a small owner and from which the crop may be cut only once in a generation the agency of longer life than that of ordinary men is needed to sustain the work of forest production such an agency in short as is the state or nation if we admit that something should be done to secure the perpetuity of the great public forests, the query at once arises as to what it should be and how we should go about it the most direct way would undoubtedly be to at once reserve all forest lands have them surveyed and examined appoint suitable men to take charge of them to protect them from fire, to designate trees that may be cut, and to attend to the details of the utilization and preservation of the tree growth. A system of this kind, once fairly underway, would unquestionably be more than self-sustaining, and would bring to the government a considerable and constantly increasing income, besides furnishing a perpetual supply of timber, protecting the sources of water, and adding to the natural attractions which draw tourists to remote parts of the country. But such a step involves many radical changes. The people as a whole are not educated up to it. Those in the West are afraid of interference in local concerns, and those of the East are fearful lest large expenditures should be incurred. As a compromise, therefore, the Friends of Forestry have proposed that, instead of taking all the forests, certain specified spots should be designated and that these should be reserved for forestry purposes in the hope that later some provision might be made for carrying out a system outlined above and that the system if it proved efficient might be extended gradually further and further accordingly many bills have been introduced into congress but have all failed from one cause or another at length after many failures a clause was inserted in an act to repeal timber culture laws and for other purposes Approved March 3, 1891, providing that the President of the United States may from time to time set apart and reserve in any state or territory having public land bearing forests in any part of the public lands, wholly or in part, covered with timber or undergrowth, whether of commercial value or not, as public reservations, and the President shall, by public proclamation, declare the establishment of such reservations and the limits thereof and then the secretary of the interior the hon john w noble took great personal interest in this matter of forest reservation and through his active assistance the friends of the forestry movement were able to secure the proclamation by president harrison of fifteen reservations having an aggregate area of over thirteen million acres they then renewed their efforts to secure suitable legislation and energetically supported the attempts made to pass laws allowing the reservations to be protected and properly utilized among others the mcrae bill h r one nineteen was passed twice by the house and in a slightly different form once by the senate but failed a final consideration soon after the beginning of his administration president cleveland proclaimed two reservations one of these the cascade range forest reserve in oregon being of enormous size, embracing nearly four and a half million acres. As session after session of Congress passed without the needed legislation to protect these reservations, the Friends of Forestry united upon a new line of action. The American Forestry Association, in its executive sessions, drew up a letter subsequently signed by the Secretary of the Interior, the Honorable Hoke Smith, calling upon the National Academy of Sciences for information upon the whole subject. Secretary Smith also asked that Congress appropriate the sum of $25,000 for this purpose. In the act approved June 11, 1896, this amount was accordingly set aside to enable the Secretary of the Interior to meet the expenses of an investigation and report by the National Academy of Sciences on the inauguration of a national forestry policy for the forested lands of the United States the commission appointed by the president of the academy at once took up the subject and as soon as practicable visited many of the forestry areas of the west making a preliminary report to the secretary of the interior on february first eighteen ninety seven recommending the establishment of thirteen additional forest reserves the recommendation was at once acted upon and on february twenty second president cleveland proclaimed the thirteen reserves containing an estimated area of over 21 million acres. The commission in this preliminary report recognized the difficulty of securing suitable legislation for the protection of the forests or of the reservations, and accordingly used as one of its arguments for making these reservations, the fact that a greater number of persons would be induced by self-interest to urge upon Congress the enacting of laws which public interests alone have not been sufficient to bring about the commission believes that the solution of this difficult problem of forest management will however be made easier if reserved areas are now increased as the greater the number of persons interested in drawing supplies from the reserve territory or in mining in them the greater will be the pressure on congress to enact laws permitting their proper administration the wisdom of this argument was seen in the demand from the west for immediate action on the part of congress this demand resulted in the insertion in the sundry civil bill that became a law in june eighteen ninety seven of a number of paragraphs which put into effect at once many of the provisions of the mcrae bill the legislation thus secured while open to criticism in many directions marks a distinct progress and is undoubtedly the best that can be had under the circumstances where such a large and influential body of citizens are interested in preventing any measure which shall interfere with their obtaining practically for nothing the great stores of public timber the bill provides for the immediate survey of the boundaries and for the suspension until march first eighteen ninety eight of the thirteen reservations proclaimed on february twenty second eighteen ninety seven it is explicitly declared that no public forest reservations shall be established except to improve and protect the forest within the reservation or for the purpose of securing favorable conditions of water flows or to furnish a continuous supply of timber for the use and necessities of citizens of the united states but it is not the purpose or intent of these provisions to authorize the inclusion therein of lands more valuable for the mineral therein or for agricultural purposes than for forest purposes authority is given to the secretary of the interior to make suitable regulations for protection against fire and depredations and for the sale of dead matured or large growth of trees on the other hand the rights of prospectors and miners are carefully guaranteed by the statement that nor shall anything herein prohibit any person from entering upon such forest reservations for all proper and lawful purposes including that of prospecting locating and developing the mineral resources Settlers, miners, residents, and prospectors may be permitted to use timber for firewood, fencing, buildings, mining, and domestic purposes. End of Section 2.